After all, why would I waste my time looking at the possible reality of things that probably didn't exist? However, Sue's comments made me realise that such work could be worthwhile if I were to move away from the existence of the phenomena themselves and instead focus on the deep and fascinating psychology that lay behind people's beliefs and experiences. As I delved deeper, I discovered that Sue was not the only researcher to have adopted this approach to the paranormal. In fact, throughout history, a handful of researchers have dedicated their lives to discovering what supposedly paranormal phenomena tell us about our behaviour, beliefs and brain. Daring to take a walk on the weird side, these pioneering mavericks have carried out some of the strangest research ever conducted including removing the head of the world's top thought reader, infiltrating several cults, attempting to weigh the souls of the dying, and testing a talking mongoose. Just as the mysterious Wizard of Oz turned out to be a man behind a curtain pushing buttons and pulling levers, so their work has yielded surprising and important insights into the psychology of everyday life and the human psyche. My investigation into the allegedly psychic Terrier J.T. is a good example of the approach. Before becoming the highly successful self-help guru that he is today, Paul McKenna hosted a television series about the paranormal. I was invited to be one of the resident scientists on the show, offering my opinion on a whole range of remarkable performances, experiments and events. It was a mixed bag. One week, a man appeared to generate sparks from his fingertips, while another time Paul invited millions of viewers to psychically influence the national lottery by concentrating on seven specific numbers during the draw. Three of the numbers came up. One episode involved an especially interesting film about a terrier called J.T. According to the film, J.T. had the uncanny ability to predict when his owner Pam was returning home. Pam lived with her parents, and they'd noticed J.T. seemed to reliably signal their daughter's homecoming by sitting in the window. A national newspaper had published an article on J.T.'s amazing ability, and an Austrian television company had conducted an initial experiment with him. The test was shown on Paul McKenna's programme, and involved one film crew following Pam as she walked around her local town centre, while a second crew continuously filmed J.T. in her parents' house. When Pam decided to return home, J.T. went to the window and remained there until his owner arrived. Pam, J.T. and I were all on the show and chatted about the film. I said that I thought it was very curious, and Pam kindly invited me to conduct a more formal examination of her apparently psychic dog. A few months later, my research assistant, Matthew Smith, and I found ourselves driving to Ramsbottom in northwest England to test J.T. We all met and everything seemed to be going well. Pam was very friendly, Matthew and I liked J.T., and J.T. seemed to like us. During the first test, Matthew and Pam drove to a public house about eight miles away and, once there, used a random number generator to select a time to head back. 9 p.m. Meanwhile, I continuously filmed J.T.'s favourite window so that we would have a complete record of his behaviour there. When Pam and Matt returned from the bar, we rewound the film and eagerly observed J.T.'s behaviour. Interestingly, the terrier was at the window at the allotted time. So far, so good.
However, when we looked at the remainder of the film, JT's apparent skills started to unravel. It turned out that he was something of a fan of the window, visiting it thirteen times during the experiment. During a second trial the following day, JT visited the window twelve times. It seemed his time in the window was not the clear-cut signal that the clip from Austrian television suggested. Pam explained that summer was perhaps the wrong time for the experiment because of the many distractions, including the local bitch being on heat and the coming of the fishmonger. In December we returned to Ramsbottom and conducted another two trials. In the first session JT made four separate trips to the window, and one of them was about ten minutes before Matthew and Pam set off home. Close, but no cigar. On the final trial, JT made eight trips to the window. One of them was just as Matthew and Pam started their return trip, but he only spent...